This is John Coos, and you're listening to the NLP Life Coach Podcast. Enjoy. The ever-increasing path of happiness. The topic of balance brings us to the topic of neutrality, where the Dalai Lama says that one component of attachment is our desire for the neutral feeling not to diminish. This neutral feeling is the feeling of everything going smoothly in our life with no resistance. A neutral feeling does not insinuate huge amounts of elation and happy rejoicing, nor does neutrality imply that there be a tremendous amount of frustration, depression, and sadness. It is the middle road. Being very predictable, reliable, but somewhat bland on terms of pleasure and pain, it can be a very interesting state. It is so interesting because it is simultaneously the absence of pleasure and pain. You don't have the positives, but you don't have the negatives either. But attachment to neutrality can produce poor results as well. This would be similar to a bird sitting on a telephone wire to roost, but never leaving that area because of its safety. Eagles, because of the location, wouldn't attack the bird, but he wouldn't get a variety of food sources either. Without the adventure and growth of risk, his life would be a waste. Just as attachment to avoiding the negative stuff in life, things that bring us pain, is poor judgment, attachment to the things that bring us neutrality and the things that bring us pleasure are karmic and emotional blunders as well. The Dalai Lama suggests our emotions and the course of our life flows readily over each of these three entities pleasure, pain, and neutrality. When we embrace each of the three states without resistance, this will offer the most complete sensation of genuine happiness. And as you can see on the graph, there's pleasure inducers, neutrality inducers, and pain inducers. Things that bring us pleasure inducers, things that are things that bring us up, things that bring us down are pain inducers, and things that keep our mood constant are neutrality inducers. They are the three states that can affect our happiness. Even the Buddhist guru Thich Nhat Hanh comments on our three types of sensations. There are pleasant sensations, others that are unpleasant, and neutral sensations. Instead of overly discriminating against these things, we need to create validating and authenticating actions to put our lives in a pattern of happiness. What should we induce to create a mentality that promotes the things that bring us up, relies on the neutrality inducers for stability, and abandons many of the things that bring us down? By creating situations where our lives rely on more of the pleasure inducers and neutrality inducers, we avoid the attachment dilemma because we do not have the problem of becoming too attached to something. We simply are taking validating actions that promote circumstances where states of pleasure and our states of neutrality will occur more frequently than the pain-inducing states. So we don't have to worry about being reborn into our worst enemy's family, nor fear of being a servant to our rival's business or something, if we avoid practice, the practice of over-discrimination. While the Buddhist perspective on construction and needing to validate your life is a bit in-depth, 
its points are extremely significant to creating a validated life. To validate our pleasures, we must understand how the balance of the three state inducers operates on a sentient level. The way we conceptualize time causes us to make decisions that fit into specific schedules. When we plan a date, we look at a calendar. When we make a doctor's appointment, we schedule that as well. So much of our day revolves around time. We know that we have the power to choose options that are pleasure inducers, pain inducers, or neutrality inducers. So let's validate our pleasures so that we can choose the options that provoke happiness. This way, we will have the power of awareness to plan pleasure-inducing activities into our schedule. For the longest time, I felt that being attached to things that I only was passionate about and took pleasure in would frame my life with an outlet of negative karma. I felt that if I was experiencing tons of fun, I would need to karmically repay this debt to balance the happiness scales. I felt that everything was in a fine, delicate balance and having tons of enjoyment, pleasure and happiness would be taking out a debt that I would have to repay later in suffering. However, I realized that it is important, no more than important, imperative for us to maintain our pleasures and pursue passions and things that make us happy. Abdulaziz Sachidina examines the purpose of suffering and its exemplary role as a simple reminder. He writes, Secularist culture seems to be pushing us to conquer suffering as an evil. The culture is a reminder. The concerns which are dragging us to believe that we can really overcome pain and suffering. This states that suffering is not a problem that should be feared, but an essential step in overcoming our crippling attachment to material goods and the pathway to true happiness. Suffering is just an essential dip in the endlessly upward towards path of happiness. Just as a roller coaster car needs to gather speed going down a declination so that it has enough momentum to go upward, which is happiness, suffering sometimes plays the necessary role of creating the momentum on the path toward happiness. The path is composed of pleasure, neutrality, and suffering, all three states, and it is the combination of the three that leads to true happiness. You can see below that although at times we may encounter dips of suffering and outlooks of pleasure, these changes are simply part of the process, a process where we must embrace of constant, ever-increasing happiness. You just listened to an episode of the Minimalist Coach Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram, all under the name John Coos. Be sure to visit johnkooz.com, johnkooz.com for more updates. Thanks for listening, and you have a most superbly excellent day.